As a solopreneur, I was used to being a party of one. I started and grew my business all by my lonesome. The thought of outsourcing some of my ever-increasing workload made me incredibly anxious. So, you know what I used to do? It all. I did it all (laughs) most days. I worked around the clock to do all of the things required to run the photography side of my business while also burning the midnight oil to grow the digital side. It was a straight up recipe for exhaustion, but somehow I couldn't let go. The idea of letting someone else into my complex system made me extremely skittish. Plus, I didn't have time for that. I was already working nonstop. The thought of having to stop what I was doing to recruit and hire another human overwhelmed me to the nth degree. And then I stressed about the time it would take to train them on the things that were up in my head, all of the back-end processes and wacky systems I had developed that only I knew. But then again, on the other hand, I was reaching a breaking point. I mean, the whole reason I left my career for the land of entrepreneurship was to bask in its freedom and flexibility. And yet somehow here I was stretched so thin, working all of the hours, juggling so many tasks, being controlled by my calendar, and only finding time to work on growing my business in those little in-between moments. And even they were becoming more and more rare. This was not what I had envisioned. I felt ripped off, duped even. Why did I leave a stable, well-paying career for this? Things were not progressing as planned, and I was getting more burnt out by the day. So maybe you know this feeling too. Maybe you can relate to what I just said. To when the little tasks start to feel like giant hurdles, when your life starts to feel like an ever-accelerating hamster wheel, it was like that talking head song, how did I get here? If any of this sounds familiar, that's okay, because there is a way out of this. It doesn't have to be this way, and you know what I'm talking about. Those late nights hunched over your laptop, the weekends consumed by work, My friend, these things are simply a sign, a red flag that you need help. And the great news is that it's easier than ever to find talented people to pitch in so you can focus on the bigger things and preserve your sanity and health in the process. I'm going to spend this episode walking you through outsourcing, no matter what it is that's holding you back, so that by the time you reach the end of this podcast, you'll know when you're ready for your first hire. You'll also know what to look for in a new team member or a contractor, and I'll tell you how to run the numbers and throw in some mindset shifts along the way that you'll need to get comfy in order to start valuing your time over your precious dollars. Okay, you ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Kelly, and I'm so thrilled, as always, to be here with you today. I can't believe it, but we're already at episode 25 of the Workshop Weekly podcast, and this week is a topic I'm especially excited about because it's about a real game changer in your business, hiring. Today, we're going to talk about how to know you need to look for help and how to find good fit contractors or staff to help you out. So let's get this outsourcing party started. (laughs) Now, before I dive into practical tips and hard-won advice, the first thing I want to talk about is trust, because I truly believe that is the first hurdle you need to overcome. It doesn't matter what kind of business you run or what industry you're in, when you're the one who controls all aspects of your company, you know, the one you've worked so hard to start and grow to this point, the thought of handing over the keys to a stranger can create a lot of internal resistance. Trust me, I know all about it. And as entrepreneurs who look at every dollar going out of the business as one less dollar in our pockets or in our bank accounts, well, the thought of paying someone to do something that you can do perfectly well yourself, that's tough too. Hey, I get it. Those were the exact thoughts and the very same objections that I had. That's why I put off hiring like for ages and decided to run myself ragged for years instead. If I'm being perfectly honest, these feelings still creep in. Like the little red hen who did all of the things to make the bread she kept for herself. I mean, screw those animals who didn't want to help her, right? I still feel the pull occasionally to just do things all myself. But I also know how crippling that mindset is. I've had to have a few stern talking tos with myself, and then I get busy looking for my next hire. Because I now know the difference, the transformation even, it can bring about in your life and business. And yes, it will feel like you're taking a step back in order to take more steps forward. So let's acknowledge and get comfy with that fact right up front. And yes, by all means, acknowledge your fears about money and time and control and trust. And then I want you to let them go. Because in the space that those fears used to occupy, you're going to make room to allow people to come in and lend you a hand. And that is probably one of the most liberating feelings that I've ever had in business, if I'm being honest. Plus, it's hella good for your life, business, and bottom line. So today, I'm going to dish up my own real-life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so you can dive right in and start looking for the kind of help that can transform your business. Now, first, I want to be really straight with you. I am no HR expert. I am not perfect at this. I have definitely had some missteps over the years. I've hired virtual assistants or VAs that didn't work out. I've expected too much of people. I've hemorrhaged cash flow because I didn't hire and fire fast enough. And these are just some of the mistakes that I've made. 
I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex. The strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X, and use the code kellyslawson10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. You guys know me well enough by now to know that I won't sugarcoat things, but I will share my experiences to help you and hopefully in turn save you time, frustration, and money in your own business. So let's get down and dirty with the topic of outsourcing, starting with how to know when it's time. Okay, for starters, I'm just going to say it. Your first hire is terrifying, and it can be really hard to gauge when to plow through solo, doing hashtag all of the things, and when to call in some reinforcements. Well, it's not guesswork. In fact, there are some really simple signs in your business that you are ready to outsource, and you yourself may not even realize it. I've boiled it down to three simple questions you can ask yourself to know if it's outsourcing time. So the first question is this, does your business stop running when you stop working? Number two, are you leaving clients hanging? And finally, number three, are you forgetting to do things or dropping balls in your business, especially the types of balls that are directly connected to revenue? If the answer to any or all of these questions is a yes, then my lovely, it's time. It's time for you to outsource. By the time I started looking to outsource, the answer to each of those questions was a resounding yes, and I think it's pretty common to get well past the point where we should have hired before we realize we need the help. So it looked like a lot of chaos and lost opportunities. I was dropping balls all over the place. I'd forget to return emails or I'd have scheduling mishaps. I'd straight up neglect to do some of the things I said I would because they simply fell off my insanely long to-do list without me noticing. This all felt terrible. I felt like I was letting people down and harming my reputation. Plus, I was constantly worrying about what task or email reply I was going to miss next. I was stressing over my overstuffed calendar when, to be honest, many of the things that filled my days didn't actually need me. Plus, I was missing out on gigs. I had so much filling my pipeline, I couldn't bid on new work or pitch new potential clients. And because I was such a hot mess, I was even losing existing clients who'd gotten fed up with how slow my response time was. And that meant I was losing money. The exact opposite thing that a thriving, growing business should be doing. My friends, I had reached a breaking point. It took things getting this bad to know I couldn't possibly sustain the business that I had built, or at least not on my own. 
Here's what my schedule looked like back then. I was shooting more than 40 hours a week. On top of that, there was photo editing, administration, bills to pay, invoices to send, and scheduling to sort out. Because in my manic state, I kept booking overlapping photo shoots. Staying on top of communications and scheduling was a blaring black hole in my business. It was impossible for me to deliver the service my business was designed to provide, all while servicing the needs of the clients who weren't standing in front of my lens simultaneously. I resisted by rejecting phone calls. I still do find this to be a super inefficient form of communication, to be honest, but that's a whole other topic. And letting my inbox fill to the brim with emails that required actions from me. When I think back to that time, I still get that sinking feeling because here's the thing. Yes, I was overwhelmed and on the brink of burnout, but also if I needed a day off for whatever reason, everything would come crashing down. If I stopped, my business stopped. There was no space for rest, the thing that I probably needed the most, and self-care was completely off the table. Worst of all, there was no space for family or friends. And oh boy, let's not even talk about the guilt that comes with that. I felt like I was neglecting everyone, my family most importantly, but also my clients because there was no one there to serve them in my absence. When I was out shooting, which like I said, was sometimes 40 plus hours per week, my clients were not being served. My social media was being neglected. My inboxes were running over, bills were not getting paid, invoices weren't getting sent, and don't even get me started on expense reporting. That was just non-existent. And you know the worst of it? When I wasn't out shooting, there was no money coming in. I still feel a pit in my stomach when I think about this because I was shooting at an all-time high and running a retail business on the side at the time. I was at the peak of my career in terms of profits, bookings, and all of the things. And then I'd watch Jude and Jeff spend their weekends in photographs and it all hit me. I didn't have a system. Every day I was winging it, making it up as I went along, doing anything to keep all those plates spinning. I didn't have a single team member, contractor, or VA in my photography business to delegate some of the work to. I had to show up because if I didn't, everything would be gone. Now, my lovely listener, I truly hope for you it doesn't get to this. That's probably my number one reason for doing this podcast, is to save you some of the pain I went through to get to the point where I'm running a smooth, mostly calm, and profitable business. The point where I have a small but mighty team of specialists helping me and freeing me up to do the big idea stuff that will really grow my business and move it in the direction that I want it to go. So yeah, I've probably painted a pretty bleak picture of that time at this point. And it was in this state of chaos that I made my first hire because really I had no choice. It was a do or die kind of situation. And I hope your situation is not so extreme. But if any of what I'm describing has you nodding your head in painful recognition, you are not alone and it's time. 
And you know what? You won't regret it. Almost immediately after my first hire, I started to see the light. I knew that while I was out shooting or spending time with my family, my inbox was being minded, invoices were being sent, expenses were being tracked, and shoots were being scheduled. I also knew that I could take a day, a weekend, or even three weeks at a time off and my business wouldn't crash and burn. I also didn't need to feel guilty about not working full eight-hour days. Like, what is that? A completely unnecessary use of your emotions. And there was that familiar taste of freedom that I remembered having when I first left my nine to five. It was so freeing to know someone could shoot for me while I rested, someone could edit and deliver my photos for me in the same way that I would, someone would respond to my clients and love on them as if it were me. I saw for the first time the possibilities, and while I've never looked back to the way things were, I definitely learned a lot along the way. I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual Groundhog Day. Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over. Enter HelloFresh. The meals are pre-planned, the groceries are gathered, and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week. We are discovering new delicious recipes every week. I am getting the hours of meal prep time back. There is no food waste. And best of all, every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Visit kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box. That's kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh. Now I run a business while seven to 10 contractors hum in the background. Specifically right now, I have eight contractors. Without even realizing I was doing it, I built a team. A team that would continue to run the business in the background while I did other things. Want to know how I did it? Okay. So this is the workshop part of this week's episode. If you haven't already, I want you to grab a pen or pencil and a piece of paper or your pretty notebook because I'm going to walk you through some super simple but really helpful exercises. Now, if you're jogging or driving, of course, writing things down is going to have to wait. So please don't go off the road because of this podcast. But if you're on the move, you can just make mental notes for now. And then I want you to go back later and actually write these things down. There's something about actually putting it on paper that makes it real. So don't skip this super important step, okay? Okay, so you've got your pencil poised, ready for the first exercise, awesome. The first step in assessing your need for outsourcing is to ask yourself, where in your business are you apologizing or dropping balls? Ask yourself, what are those tasks or areas of your business that nag at you? What things do you apologize for or feel guilty about most often? Like, I mean, literally, start to pay attention to the words that follow I'm sorry that you're saying in your daily life. At home, for me, that's I'm sorry the laundry didn't get done. I'm sorry we have no food for dinner. In my business, it used to be I'm sorry I didn't get back to your email. I'm sorry for the delay. I'm sorry I'm late on that deadline. I'm sorry I didn't write that post. 
pay attention to where and when you're saying sorry. And like, not in the Canadian sense, not sorry because you opened the door for someone, but sorry because you truly feel that you did wrong and that an actual apology is in order. Jot down the ones that come to mind. Sorry is a huge red flag on where you're falling down. What you're saying sorry for is an indicator of where you need help. It's also a surefire indicator that this is an area where you consistently feel like you're not doing enough. Okay, moving right along. Next up, I want you to think about what are your biggest, baddest pain points? Remember that queasy feeling I talked about earlier in the show, that literally sick to your stomach feeling of too much to do and not enough time and no one to help you? This step is going to help you hone in on the biggest culprits that are keeping you up at night. So I want you to go back to your workbook or your notebook or your pen and paper and think about what is the biggest pain that you are faced with in your life right now. And then think about the next biggest thing, and then the next biggest thing, and so on. You can write down as many pain points as you like, and they can be in your business or in your personal life, because really, when you're an entrepreneur, the line between the two can get pretty blurry. You need both sides running smooth to be successful. So don't overthink this. Just do a big brain dump. Some examples can include things like keeping the house clean, responding to emails, admin tasks such as invoicing or bookkeeping or expense reporting, posting social media, blog post writing, and so on. Once you've got your list going, I want you to reorder them in descending order. Start from the biggest pain to the smallest pain. Now, I want you to imagine how it would feel if you got help with this. Pretty good, right? Okay, so let's start to figure out where you can let go of some things. I want you to scan the tasks to see which ones could possibly be done by family, friends, or your partner or spouse, or maybe even your kids if they're old enough. If there are things in there that you can ask a loved one to help with, jot their name down beside the task. Some things might be just household responsibilities that are weighing you down and stressing you out. This is a really important point. You don't always have to pay for help. Maybe you need the grandparents to take the kiddos for a Friday night sleepover so you can have some quiet, creative time to work on business development on a Saturday morning. Maybe your sister could run a few errands for you while she's going shopping. Maybe your best friend is super awesome on Instagram and can give you a crash course. You know the crazy thing? While asking for help might feel like you're imposing, most likely the person on the receiving end of your request will actually want to help. They'll be honored that you value them enough to rely on them. This was something I started to notice and that really surprised me when I started to ask for help. Believe me, it did not come naturally, but it was kind of like going to the gym. It got easier every time I did it until asking for help became a habit. Unlike going to the gym, that is just not for me, you guys, but I digress. You're beginning to see how this works, right? The first step to outsourcing, whether it's for free family support on the domestic front or paid help for your business, is pinpointing the help you need by naming the task. And then identifying who can help is the second step. 
Well, the third step is communicating. That simply means asking the person for the specific help that you need. And trust me, asking for help with even things like household chores can help ease up your workload and reconfigure your priorities. Okay, you've offloaded some pro bono tasks to family and friends. Now I want you to look at the rest of your list of pain points. What about those leftover tasks that you couldn't possibly ask of your spouse or friends? These are the ones that you're going to have to pay for. And a really great place to start is by hiring a VA or a virtual assistant, as I mentioned earlier in this episode. A virtual assistant is someone who can provide remote support. And there are many kinds of VAs. They don't just do clerical work like a traditional executive assistant might. Most also have very specific things that they do very well, such as social media management, invoicing, emails, calendar management, content writing or editing, and so much more. Many VAs get into the line of work that they're in because they're highly detail and task oriented. A really good VA will take direction well and enjoy being in a support role to allow you to free up some of your time and take back some of your life. So to figure out what you can outsource to a VA, I want you to go back to your workbook or your piece of paper and categorize the remaining tasks on your list. From biggest pain in the you-know-what to the smallest. Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous, and if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a Tonic site. Until I discovered Tonic, I was on that struggle bus too, and my Tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable, they're code-free, and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%. That's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonic site to find your perfect site and use the code kellylawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site today. Now I want you to look for themes or buckets. Are they mostly accounting related? Are they mostly social media related? Maybe they have to do with copywriting, editing, scheduling, or communications. Either way, give them a category or use a highlighter to color code things if that's more your style. And remember, those tasks that don't come naturally to you do come naturally to someone else. Now imagine, if you paid someone $20 an hour to work on some of your biggest pain points for a few hours a week, would it be worth it? What would that time mean to you? What would those contributions mean for your business, your brand, and your bottom line? Would those things you procrastinate or put off to the end of your to-do list be better utilized if they were a ball in someone else's court? Someone who actually enjoyed and excelled at them? Think about the time and energy you could be saving with a small, simple shift to outsource to a VA. Um, Can you say game changer? 
Also, don't get overwhelmed thinking of this as something that you need to make a gigantic commitment to. It's easy. Heck, it's advisable for you to start small, just a little beginner project to dip your toe in. Think, what is something that wouldn't take much explaining from you, but that would save you a few hours, like transcribing an interview, doing data entry, or proofreading your blog posts, for example? Something that wouldn't require much explanation or training on your part, and it will get you in the groove of hiring, as well as assessing if your first new hire is a good fit. I remember when I hired my first VA, the expense was equivalent to my car payment each month, and that felt awful. But I did the math, and I realized that with the 40 hours she would save me every month, all I had to do was book one more photo shoot to pay for her. The shoot would take me about two hours, so it would save me 38 hours a month spent doing the tasks I hated so that I could focus on what needed me. And she actually liked the things I hated, so she could do the things that she loved while I was saving 38 hours a month. Talk about win-win. And the best part, this was a project-based arrangement, so I didn't need to make a long-term commitment. I only paid for the help I needed, when I needed it, and when it was done, it was done. Perfection. So next up, we're going to look at what needs you and only you and what lights you up. So for me, out of the 30 or so tasks I found myself doing, there were really only four places that couldn't be outsourced. Four, the visionary for the business, the voice on the podcast, the face in the pictures and inside the courses, and in some cases, the photographer on the photo shoots. Wow, is that right? I was not nearly as indispensable as I thought I was, and that was a-okay with me. So, workbook time. I want you to really think about and then write down the tasks in your business that you can do easily, the ones that come naturally to you. And also, these need to be the things that you love to do, the things that energize you, the things that you are super good at. Another way to say it is to think about the things that leave you feeling like you just had a workday well spent. Now, take a minute to jot those tasks down and be as specific as you can. It's important to remember that this list will look a little different for everyone. And also, some of the things you're writing down might be surprising to others, but also to yourself. I mean, just because I'm a photographer doesn't mean that's the only task I really love or am good at. I also love writing. It's just that time is not always on my side when I look at the volume of content I should be creating. So that's why I outsource some of my copywriting. It's also why I don't show up every single day on social media for the record. (laughs) The point here is that by breaking down all the tasks you have to do, love them or hate them, you can start to triage the ones that you want to keep and the ones that you definitely won't miss. Like for me, if I never have to send an invoice again, it won't be too soon. 
And once you're able to offload the things that you dread, or maybe just those things that are major time sucks, well, just think of how much time and freedom you're going to get back. Time you can dedicate to the things you love and the real game changers in your business. Okay, so I think it's time to address the big outsourcing elephant in the room, and it is this. Good help can be hard to find. So here's some help with that. Hiring is probably the toughest part of this whole process. I'm going to keep this super simple and uncomplicated and shed some light for you. The first thing you should know is that there are so many resources available for finding help. This is, well, helpful, but it can also be super overwhelming. To keep yourself from getting lost in the plot and to figure out what kind of help you need to seek out first, I want you to return to your list of your top priority tasks that you want to offload. Regardless of whether you choose to outsource professional tasks or personal tasks first, my number one tip for finding a great VA, home cleaner, yard person, nanny, accountant, or whoever else it is that you need is to simply start by asking around. Now, this may sound super old school, I get it, but there's nothing like word of mouth recommendations. People can present themselves as one thing online or on their resume, but it's so much more powerful to get a personal recommendation from someone you trust. So start by asking the people in your life who have a great team or awesome support or who you see are totally killing it, who they would recommend. Ask friends who are entrepreneurs how and where they found their team members and if their contractors have any openings. Other ways to solicit advice is to pull your social media community with a post asking for recommendations. You can also ask inside Facebook groups and search platforms like LinkedIn, Upwork, Fiverr, and Outsourcely. These are places where business owners and freelancers meet, collaborate, and build lasting work partnerships. You can find VAs, writers, coders, graphic designers, website designers, and so much more working remotely from these websites. And don't worry, I'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes for this episode. Simply go to kellylawson.ca slash 025 to find them. I've used resources such as Fiverr and Upwork for hiring people who can do one task really well. As I've mentioned in other episodes, I have someone who looks after this podcast, editing the tapes and making it sound amazing. Joel North, you are the best. Thank you for making this all sound so smooth and so professional. And Terry McMacken, thanks to you for getting the show notes together and seeing to it that these episodes reach listeners' earbuds every week. I also have someone dedicated solely to managing my Pinterest account, creating pins for new content and keeping the engagement going. I'll dig into Pinterest in a future episode, but I'll just say for now that it is a huge source of web traffic for me, my biggest by far, so it's definitely worth it for me to turn that job over to a pro and pay to make sure that it's being done correctly. It is no secret at all that I love to shop. When I find something I love, I buy it in every color and I live in it. Generally speaking, I dress for casual style and comfort, but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet. I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. 
I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash mystyle. I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. Other tasks I've outsourced include bookkeeping and tax remittances, copy editing and copywriting, post-processing of digital files, editing and delivering of photos, associate photographers for tackling photo shoots that I can't get to, and managing my sales funnel and online courses. I built this team through a mix of word-of-mouth recommendations and online hires. Next up. If you're going to go the higher route, you need to know how to write a solid job posting. After lots of trial and error, I've picked up a few tips and tricks to write killer job postings. The most important thing you need to know when you're crafting your post is that the more specific you are, the better. The right candidate usually comes down to skills plus personality in my books. So my job postings include exactly what I'm looking for in an individual and why. And it's also written in a tone that I believe will attract the right person. Do you need someone with crazy attention to detail in your business? Maybe you're looking for someone who's super creative, or perhaps it's a techie with SEO experience or a numbers person who can handle your accounting. In your job post, ask applicants to share what makes them stand out. Ask them what makes them a good fit for your brand and how they could impact your business. And you want proof, so get them to show or tell about the results they've gotten for other clients or other employers. Also, ask thoughtful questions that help reveal the person behind the resume. You're likely not just hiring for skills, but you're also hiring for attitude, personality, work habits, and more. Trust me, you'll be able to instinctually tell who's being phony and who legitimately cares about your job posting and the opportunity at hand. And don't be afraid to ask for references or recommendations if they will give you peace of mind and make you feel more confident in your selection. Another thing, and this is so important but so often overlooked or underplayed, Make sure you actually like the person. There's no point hiring someone you can't stand interacting with. At the very least, interview them to see how you click. If everything they say makes you want to rip your hair out or hit the end call button, it's probably a sign that you need to keep looking. Other more subtle things to look for include paying attention to things like the way they describe themselves and how they speak about previous employers. Do a little check to see that what they describe is aligned with your vision and where they see themselves going. Basically, you want to be looking for people whose genius areas are within the needs you've identified that you're hiring for, but also pay attention to their enthusiasm levels. Are they on fire for what they do? If they're lukewarm, it might be best to continue your search. When I'm hiring, I look for the ones who are ambitious, invested in learning, keen to find and execute on new opportunities, and who want to grow with you. Look for eagerness, passion, and excitement. These things override skills any day in my books.
And don't think that this is entirely a left brain exercise. Trust your instincts and don't be afraid to go with your gut. Don't underestimate your intuition for who will fit in with your culture and who will be a fit with your brand and voice. Check out their social media accounts to see if that aligns. I've decided not to hire people who interviewed well simply because I got negative vibes from their social media presence. Just make note, you can't ask about social media during job interviews unless it's relevant to the job. Again, I am no HR expert, so maybe consult with one of those before you set out to post your new job and interview for the part to make sure that you're not breaking any rules. Then, once you make a decision, get to work. Don't keep looking or pining for the one that got away. Commit to your decision. If you discover it's not the right fit within three months, you can let them go and try again. Okay, so that's the skinny on knowing when you're ready to outsource and the Coles notes on how to start finding good help, my friends. I don't want you to underestimate the fact that your job posting is like a pitch or an advertisement for recruiting the best possible talent. So make sure that you're writing it in a way that attracts the exact person that you want for the job, much like you'd write ad copy for your customers or ideal clients. I hope you're feeling energized at the idea of bringing in some support and getting the help that's going to get you out of the weeds and chasing your dreams. I want you to remember, you deserve a thriving business, and you also deserve to not be a slave to time and a mountain of tasks. I really can't say it enough. Getting good help is the surest, fastest way to slaying the mountain of work that stands between you and your goals. And believe me, I know from experience how outsourcing is truly a life-changing shift that will totally feed your potential. Now, I started this episode talking about trust, and I'm going to close on a mindset that's closely related. Control. My listeners, don't be afraid to loosen your grip and let a smidge of control go. That too tight grip is costing you your freedom. It's costing you your downtime and it's costing you business growth. You know, all those lovely reasons you got into entrepreneurship in the first place, right? Right. Well, you can't see me, but I'm raising my glass filled with sparkling water, I swear, and toasting to your freedom and possibility. Here's to freedom and possibility. Cheers, and until next week, keep slaying those goals of yours, my friend, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.